Hey, welcome to the Coffee and Creative Leadership Podcast, a weekly reflection on creative leadership and team culture development. I'm your host, Nikki Lucas, and for the next five to 10 minutes, my goal is to share a leadership concept and prompt that will inspire you to become a more intentional leader this week. So let's jump into the episode. Welcome, everyone. This is episode 11 of the Coffee and Creative Leadership Podcast. Thanks for joining me again as we dig into another topic. For this week's leadership concept and prompt, we're going to pick up where we left off in the last two episodes, and we'll explore another way to manage and resolve conflict. For this week, we're going to explore some communication habits to avoid in the effort of not creating conflicting environments. But before we do, I want us to refresh our minds on the definition of conflict. It's a serious disagreement or argument and an incompatibility between two or more opinions, principles, or interests. I also want to remind us of this simple truth, and that is that not every form of conflict leads to disunity. If handled properly, conflict can lead to greater unity. So in episode 9, we looked at the six most common types of conflict. In episode 10, we looked at four personality types, specifically how they relate to conflict. And now in episode 11, we're going to explore our communication habits and how they can lead to conflict. One thing that I wanted to mention from the last episode with relation to conflict personality types is that we often mistakenly attribute behavior solely to someone's personality rather than the situation and context. In reality, all three play a part in how we respond to any given situation, but I believe this is especially true and it's heightened when it comes to conflict. So one's personality, the particular situation at hand, and the context or environment all play a part in how we behave, and the same is true when it comes to how we handle conflict. However, we generally gravitate towards one way of handling things, whether for good or bad, because we all have habits. The same is true when it comes to communication habits. So now we're going to explore what I call confusing communication. The following list of communication habits causes confusion because they leave a level of ambiguity between those who hear what's being said and those who say them, okay? And then that leads to people trying to fill in the gaps, okay? They start trying to tell themselves stories about why that person said this or that, and before you know it, conflict arises internally until it eventually spills out externally. So here are six confusing communication habits. The first is sarcastic statements. This communication habit is often confusing because people may have a hard time knowing if you're being serious or if you're joking. And if we're honest, whenever we communicate sarcastically, there's usually some truth to what we're saying. We're just choosing to say it in an indirect way. So when people hear these kinds of comments from people enough, they actually begin to question someone's character. So be aware of sarcastic statements. The second is vocal delivery or your tone. So when I was a kid, actually still to this day, I can listen to Mary Poppins or Julie Andrews talk for hours, okay? Not just because of her accent, but because even in scenes where she's correcting people, um, I just get this sense that she cares, all right? So Mary Poppins knows how to rally people for excitement with popping in and out of chalk paintings, and she knows how to bring people back to reality. 
Now, I know this is just a movie, but I often think about examples like this and others that show how to use proper vocal delivery or tone of voice when you speak to people. The idea is that we can't always speak with the same tone of voice for everything. The third confusing communication habit is physical delivery or your posture. Okay, so what does your eye contact and body language communicate? So let's say you're walking through the hallway on the way to a meeting and someone stops you to ask a question. Do you turn your body towards them as to communicate, I'm listening and I'm present right now? Or do you keep your body turned away from them, facing the direction you were originally headed as to communicate, okay, you can ask me, but make it quick. The same goes for one-on-one meetings with people on your team. Do you turn towards them? Do you make good eye contact? Are you glancing at your phone every time you hear it vibrate or every time the light comes on? Do you look away when you hear a noise outside your office? These things can communicate confusing messages to the other person because if they see you reach for your phone, they may think, oh, I should wrap it up. They're probably looking at the clock. I've taken too much of their time up. Or they could actually think, are they texting someone while I'm talking? That's rude. Now, a quick aside for this one, I sometimes take notes with an app on my phone when I'm in meetings, and if someone says something that I want to jot down, um, as I go to reach for my phone, I'll often say something like, let me make a note of that, because I want them to know that I'm listening and I'm being attentive, which is why I want to take a note, but I also don't want them to ever wonder if I'm texting someone else or I'm not engaged with what they're saying. Or if someone is texting or calling me over and over again, I may say something like, I'm sorry, the same person keeps trying to contact me. Let me just let them know I'm in a meeting and make sure everything is okay. So we need to be aware of what our physical delivery or our posture communicates. The fourth confusing communication uh, habit is unwillingness to talk it out. Okay, so picture yourself having just engaged in a conflict with someone at work. You both said some things, the situation got tense, and you both left the conversation irritated and confused by what just happened. So what do you do now? Well, do you circle back to that person? Do you dare to enter into another communication with them? Or do you ignore it? Do you hope that they forget about it and then you play it cool the next time you see them in hopes that they're going to play it cool with you too? Well, truthfully, I've done it both ways in the past. And here's what I've come to realize and regret. When we choose to not communicate with people, we communicate a whole lot. So not communicating can often communicate to the other person that either you don't care or that the conversation is not worth your time or that the relationship is not worth it, and the list can go on and on. Because at the end of the day, it goes back to people trying to fill in the gaps. What did I do wrong? What did I say? Well, that person doesn't care about me. They don't understand me. They don't like my work. And so if you said something or if someone else said something to you that isn't sitting well, don't let it fester. Go talk it out respectfully. The fifth confusing communication habit is too little time. Well, not setting aside adequate time to meet with people on your team to discuss the things that they need to talk to you about and the things that you need to talk to them about communicates loudly. If there is always something or someone else that's more important coming up, um, that can be confusing for people, okay? They start to wonder, well, why do they make more time for that or for this other person, but they can't make the time for me? So make time for your people. The sixth and final confusing communication habit is talking over people. So in your excitement or zeal to either figure things out or to get your opinion heard, have you ever talked over someone or cut them off? 
I know this one happens to the best of us, myself included. Actually, I've been guilty of all of these, which is why I can speak to each one. Um, But sometimes when we cut people off, while our actions may not be for the intention of disagreeing or in a spirit of aggression, the person on the receiving end of our outburst can often feel disrespected, as if we don't value them or what they have to say enough in order to listen fully. So the best thing to do is to listen first and then comment or ask questions later once the person has finished talking. We shouldn't be interrupting people. And those are the six confusing communication habits, all of which I'm sure we are very familiar with, being on both the giving and receiving side of each one. Nothing groundbreakingly new here, it's just a reminder of what we all know to be true and good etiquette when it comes to communication. But it's also a realization that if we're constantly going through the motions of our workday, we may not even see that we do these things. Although, I'm pretty for sure we have no problem seeing them when people do them to us, right? So with this in mind, here is your prompt for this week. Sit down with this list of confusing communication habits and discern which one or which ones you would consider to be a habit that you need to work to break. So once you identify a habit, write it down on a sticky note or a 3 by 5 card or something that you can keep on your desk or put it in a prominent place so that you can be mindful of breaking this habit. And at the end of the day, you can do a five-minute survey of your day. Think back to meetings or conversations that you had with people and try to recall if you acted on that particular confusing communication habit. And if you did, Figure out what your next step is. Do you need to apologize for a sarcastic statement that you made or for using the wrong tone or for cutting someone off while they were talking? Okay, keep working to combat these confusing communication habits in order to keep your organizations and teams free of both internal and external conflict. Friends, this episode concludes our short series on conflict. Uh, There is so much more to be said about the topic of conflict management and resolution. So if you would like to receive some coaching or consulting about a particular situation that you might be facing within your organization and team, email me at cclpodcast at nicolelucas.me and I would love to help you move your team and organization forward to a more healthy place. That's all I have for you this week. Thanks for joining me. Listen next Monday for a new episode. Until then, you can check out NicoleLucas.me for more leadership resources and insights. You can also email me your leadership questions or thoughts at cclpodcast at NicoleLucas.me. Lastly, don't forget to review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Go be awesome.